Talking 49ers salary cap today, looking ahead to free agency, have a little bit of time here to sit back and look big picture at the San Francisco 49ers during the week nine by free agents. How much is Nick Bosa going to get on his next contract? And can the 49ers fit everybody in that they need to now that they have uh, some extra bills to pay to certain players that they might have traded for as well during the season that maybe they didn't factor in when they were budgeting in the offseason? All that and more coming up on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Online Therapy. Give online therapy a try at BetterHelp.com slash Locked On and get get on your way to being your best self. That is BetterHelp.com slash Locked up and Croc. Since we are not the salary cap experts, we have a salary cap expert to join us on the program today. I think a lot of folks that are in the Twitterverse and and uh, familiar with 49ers stuff are familiar with Jason Hurley's work at 49ers Cap on Twitter, 49erscap.com. Jason's been doing this for a long time, and uh, if you need to know down to the dollar where the 49ers are on the salary cap at any given time. Talk to Jason about it. Jason, thanks for jumping on with this. And by the way, what exactly, what is the exact number the 49ers are under the cap at this moment? First off, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> doing fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Uh, okay. Yep. I have the team at 6.22 million under the cap. It's 6.220576 is what I have them. Basically, oh. 6220000 $576. Boom. There you go. Exactly enough to sign Odell Beckham Jr. If oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do you think that's a real thing, Peacock? Odell? No, I don't think. I mean, if there was a, a pretty significant injury to either, it would have to be either Ayuk or Debo. If, if there was a significant injury, then I think it would make sense otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I, I Jay Glazer reported that it was, they were in a bidding war, the 49ers. I don't see like I, I don't see Odell Beckham wanting to play fourth fiddle on the 49ers roster, right? When he's number one fiddle, he gets upset with teams. So I can't see that working really on any level. And it's unnecessarily for the 49ers because they can't get a, a an extra wide receiver involved anyway, a lot of times. So um and obviously they need to pound McCaffrey and um and Debo Samuel with with as many touches as they can. So there's already not enough left over for George Kittle and, and Brandon Ayuk in that regard. Jason, that reminds me of uh, Christian McCaffrey. So let's start there. Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers traded for him at the deadline. Yep. No guarantees. And I see a lot of people bring up the no guarantees part of his contract into the future. And to me, that doesn't really mean a lot just because you're not going to cut him anyway. So he's going to get paid. The question is, does he get paid $12 million next year by the 49ers? Or do you think there's a restructuring Christian McCaffrey's future? I think he gets restructured next year. I think I think they redo his contract. Twelve million is a lot of money on a projected two hundred twenty-five million dollars salary cap. 
So they give him uh, basically a new signing bonus of $12 million, lower his cap money, and then that pushes future guarantees, which right. is I see for a running back because of the injury level. So mm-hmm. you, know, you don't necessarily want to guarantee money into 2025. So I was wondering if they might even just go year to year with this thing like they did with Jimmy Garoppolo in case they do need to cut him at some point. I see it as he's part of this team's core now. So I do think they touch his contract. That's a good way to put it. Like, he's part of the core. Because I think when yeah. we think about the core, it is Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, right? And it's like, that's the core of the 49ers group. Right. But throwing in Christian McCaffrey, no, he is a part of the core. When you see any pictures that are posted and it's the 49ers, they're about to play, and you see the graphic of George Kittle and, you know, a few other guys, Christian McCaffrey will be a part of that for the next couple of years, not just this season. Yeah, exactly. for sure next year when they send out their season ticket package, it's going to have Christian McCaffrey on it. Right. Oh yeah. Unless there's oh, something yeah. catastrophic. And like Tom Brady or something, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot can happen, right? Oh my God, a lot can happen. Uh, injuries, yeah. and, you know, uh, different off-season moves. Um, the 49 can. I mean, that's a good. That's a good question, actually, Jason. Can the 49ers, with all, all the other stuff that we're going to get into, that the 49ers have to do in, in the upcoming off-season, could they fit in another high-salary quarterback? Whether it's Jimmy G coming back or a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers or something like that, if they want to do that rather than go the Trey Lance route. Um, unless the quarterback is willing to take a lot less money, I don't see it happening. Um, the Aaron Rodgers thing is just a lot of pure speculation because he loves, you know, he was from, he's from California. He got. You know, he didn't get picked number one when he probably should have. I think we all can agree he should have been yeah, the number one pick. Been the number one pick, yeah. Chico, California's finest. Yep, and I think that I, I I can't see that happening because if Green Bay is willing to trade him, that means they're willing to eat like sixty six million dollars in salary cap room. And they couldn't Tom Brady, on the other hand, is going to be a free agent, right? Exactly. Tom Brady is a free agent after this year. So we go. Tom Brady to the 49ers. Croc nailed it. <laughs> Good job, Croc. Uh, I, I, to, to be honest, I wouldn't be shocked at anything that happens anymore. I won't be shocked either. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think it happens, but I wouldn't be shocked to see Rodgers or Brady in a 49ers uniform next year. Yeah. And, it, and it, it wouldn't shock me. Brady's been one to be friendly cap wise to the teams. He's exactly. He's got a massive contract coming that's going to pay him more as a broadcaster than he makes as a, a football player too. Whatever he decides. Oh yeah, yeah. And maybe he's trying to keep that money from Giselle right now. I don't know. That's one of the rumors out there. I don't know if how. I don't know how true that is. I don't know. It's it's funny. You let the internet go, and uh, they come up with those types of things. Craziest right. ideas. I want to look backwards really quick before we look to. Yep. Or ahead, of course, Nick Bose is a big contract to be done in 2023, an extension there that'll be worth a ton of money. Um, were you surprised at all at the money that Dre Greenlaw and punter Mitch Wisnowski got earlier this season with re-ups? I was a little surprised by Dre's uh, per year. I had him pegged like maybe five, six million a year. He got eight and a half. But then when I looked at the contract and saw that there were voidable years, it was a smart, smart contract to do for both sides. Yeah. I think that's the part that is 
you know, like hard for us, right? Like we see the initial number, and I just remember thinking, like, man, Dre Greenlaw, they're paying them like ten million dollars a year, whatever it was. The initial number right, just looked right. like ten million a year, but that's ten million a year with some of these voidable years, yep. right? And that, mm -hmm. those are the things, yep. you know, if you don't dive into, you know, the contract and every detail of these guys' contracts, you you miss that, which clearly I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, definitely. But uh, avoidable <laughs> years are a key thing for a salary cap. Dre got three of them, so yeah. Three of them. Is, wow. is so, that a new thing? Has there always been the avoidable years, or is that something that people start messing with recently to kind of make the cap a little bit more flexible? It's been more of a recent thing that I've seen over, uh, at least with the 49ers, and what I saw the 2021, I want to, I think 2021, the Buccaneers started doing when they did the whole we're bringing back everybody. The Bucks in 2021, they yeah. brought back Gronk and Tom and everybody. They were like, you know, yeah. And the reason they were able to do that was because they did a lot of avoidable years on the contracts. But in the end, you got to pay the piper so the money comes due. Right. Like or, this year, this offseason, Jimmy Ward is going to be a free agent and he's got void years, right? So they're going to be yes. paying him like one more lump sum after he's hitting free agency or do the void years keep happening each year? Uh, technically he's already been paid the money, so it just goes on the salary cap. So for next year, Jimmy Ward's going to have a $6.395 million dead money hit. Now, if they decide to resign him before the contract voids, which I'm not sure it's going to happen because you've, you've heard him talk about playing slot cornerback and, uh, he kind of sounds like he has maybe one foot out the door yeah, looking towards like free agency. Mm -hmm. So unless they can get him back before his contract, boys, they're going to have $6.395 million in dead money just for 2023. And then going forward, it's off the books. Then it's off the books. So all the yep. void years uh, accelerate they, into, the, yep, into the year. Exactly. That they accelerate into, into that year. Okay. Got that. All right. So – Let's talk 49ers free agents upcoming. Who can the 49ers afford to bring back? Can they bring back everybody? Names like Emmanuel Mosley and Jimmy Ward and Jimmy G even, Samson Abukam, Mike McGlinchey, Aziz Al-Shair, Robbie Gold. There's a lot of starters that are hitting free agency this yeah. offseason. And, of course, a big money extension for one Nick Bosa. We will get to that next. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy online everyone deserves to feel their best better help can make it easier to get started as the world's largest therapy service they've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100 online all the benefits of in-person therapy plus it's more convenient more accessible and more affordable just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with the therapist if things aren't clicking with that therapist then it is super easy i've gone through the process you answer a few questions you can get matched with the therapist if things aren't clicking with that therapist it is super easy to switch to a new therapist at any time it could not be simpler and we're not talking about waiting rooms there's no traffic on your way to the therapist which makes your mental health worse when you're on your way there right trying to fight traffic especially here in the bay area to get to that meeting uh, no endless searching for the right therapist it is so easy with better help and sometimes you just need that weekly check-in to make sure you're hitting the points you want to hit in your life to make sure you are uh, making yourself a better you right you're able to 
um, you're able to solve your own problems. And that's where it feels the best with therapy is when you're able to figure out your own things. Life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more. Save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Croc, what do you think? Before we ask Jason, what do you think Nick Bosa gets per year? Twenty. Four million a year. Oh, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go way over on that one. Well, you I, asked me without me looking at like, <laughs> Miles Garrett's contract. Terrible like guess, Rock. What do I you know think? Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. I know they're kind of in that range, but they're, yeah. they're getting paid a lot of money. Right, and there's a few other guys that are up from the same class: Josh Allen and Brian Burns. And if Bo- Bosa seems pretty content to wait this out, right, Jason? So if Bosa waits yeah. it out, those guys sign first too. I mean, he's gonna when when Mo- when Bosa signs. And tell me if I'm wrong, he'll be the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL, which means he's going to be upwards of, I mean, uh, Nick Chubb, or, uh, not Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb just got a $100 million contract, right? And so. Yeah, he got $22 million a year. Um, it's funny. I asked this question on Twitter to um, a former agent, Joe Corey. I asked him publicly, like, you know, am I crazy to think $32 million is too much? Basically, and he said he's gonna want to break what Aaron Donald got. So Aaron Donald got like thirty-one point six million. It's like six six point six six seven, whatever it is. He got thirty-one point six million a year, and Nick's gonna want more. Just because you look at the fact that they he has the same agent as his brother Joey does, and Joey got a massive deal when he did. He was the highest paid defensive player and non quarterback. So when Nick signs his deal, he will be the highest paid non quarterback. Jeez, 32. That's yeah. pro- that's like top five quarterback money too, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> At least it used I, to I mean, be. You know, yeah, it used to be, but yeah. that's still I mean that 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 is quarterback money. Yeah, it's more than uh, Jimmy G's once who was once the highest paid ever in the history of the NFL. Right. Yeah, exactly. He was just a few years ago. Yeah. Twenty eight and a half million a year. He was. That's unbelievable. Trade him. Don't pay him that. Right. No, I'm just kidding. No, don't trade Nick. (laughs) No, don't. Don't. You're going to make the fan base go crazy. It'll be even worse than when they trade it. Buckner. Yeah, I think they've learned their lesson. There's no way yeah. on that path, and it's, it's going to cost them a lot more money even this time than it did. Yeah. Like Buckner. you said before, I mean, just with this with this regime, I never say never because they do things that don't necessarily make sense to me. Not saying it doesn't make the team better or whatever, but just surprising, right? I, they they surprise me a lot. Yeah, we, we talked about, you know, even with the trade up for Trey Lance, it's like, you know, we were on live before the Trey Lance trade. Right. When before I was on this show full time, I came on, 
we talked about quarterbacks and it was like, you know, we don't see them being that desperate to move up. And yeah. clearly they were, right? Like they surprised us. That was a huge surprise. Well, that was a massive surprise. I actually did a podcast uh, on, I can't, I think it was, I think I was on Locked On NFL Draft as a guest less than 24 hours before they made that trade. Back when Trevor and, and Benjamin were doing that show. And I was sitting in as 49ers GM and go through a mock draft. And I said the exact same thing. I was like, hey, man, quarterback, quarterback might be in play at 12, maybe even a little bit of a trade up. And we we're going through scenarios and it's like, I don't think they'll spend us a future first round pick to get up super high or anything, but maybe going up a couple spots. This was they were like crossing the T's and signing things, you know, sending faxing paperwork at the moment when I was doing this podcast next morning. Boom. News hits that they traded all that to get up to number three. And I was blown away by it. So, yeah, you're right. I don't think we should ever be surprised by anything yeah. the Niners do. At this point, Croc, I'm going to ask you another question here um, about 49ers cornerback Emmanuel Mosley, who's an upcoming free agent. Now, let's take the injury part out of it for Mosley. Do you think it would be crazy if I'm Mosley's agent and I say, look what Charvarius Ward got? Really good cover corner. He was a former undrafted free agent. That's the kind of money I'm looking for for my client, Emmanuel Mosley. Do you think that's insane? Uh, I don't think it's insane if you are Emmanuel Mosley's agent. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're having that conversation with the 49ers, if I'm them, I, I let him test the market. All right, you got a torn ACL. Think about it right now, right, with uh, Odell Beckham. We started off the show kind of bringing him up, mentioning him. It's November, and he's still not on the team. Now, he did tear his ACL super late in the year. I mean, as late as you literally can get the Super Bowl, like second half of the Super Bowl. But, you know, he's unsigned right now. And although, you know, we got, you know, Mosley tore his ACL several months before. Still don't know, okay, will this guy be 100%? And history tells you most guys right off of that ACL injury aren't 100%. I mean, we've seen very few guys just hit the ground running. Nick Bosa, he pretty much looked the same right away. There was one guy, what, Adrian Peterson? He ran for over 2,000 yards oh, coming off of an ACL. So yeah. uh, clearly Adrian Peterson and Nick Bosa are both built just different. Those guys are just in their own kind of category as far as humans uh, go. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, a little bit more normal, right? Like a little yeah. bit more like you and I. So uh, we'll see how yeah. his recovery process goes. But if I'm the team, I, all right, you, we got to see. We got to see. How is he going to do? Go ahead, test the market. What's the, what the market is going to give you? Okay, if somebody's driving up the price, maybe we can talk. If not, hey, we like some of our young guys. Uh, Diamondola Lenore, he finished the season strong. He looked good. Got Ambry Thomas. We got uh, some other guys. Maybe we, maybe we'll go draft a guy in the second, third round. We found Emmanuel Mosley undrafted. Maybe you feel not like you can hit round. again on an undrafted guy. Not in the second round, Carl. Exactly. But Jason, the fact that he did tear his ACL, does that make it more likely that he's able to stick around with the 49ers because he can't ask for that big long-term contract now? Yeah, yeah, it makes it more likely that he would stick around. If he really does like it here in the Bay Area with the Niners, with being opposite Ward, being just on the team with this type of defense, yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's a a one-year deal where it's worth $5 million and up to $10 million with incentives and per-game roster bonuses. All that kind of stuff. Okay, I think but, I can yeah. get behind that. That that's a lot more palatable than a you know a, a seventeen million year, fifteen sixteen million year long term mm -hmm. contract or something like that yeah. for Manuel Mosley with what they're already paying for Ward on the other side. Okay, uh, last one for you here before we let you go, Jason. Appreciate you yep. jumping on with this. 
um, of the upcoming free agent class. And there's a lot of starters here. We already talked Mosley, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Ward and uh, Abel Com, Mike McGlinchey, Aziz Alshair, Robbie Gold. Can they fit all these guys in with what they need to do it this offseason to keep pretty much keep the gang back together? Not not all of them. I um, have a funny feeling they may try to re-sign McGlinchey. Just I have a feeling they really like McGlinchey and I'm not against McGlinchey or anything, but he's just not really good in pass protection. Yeah. Uh, Abucom has really come on, but the past couple of weeks that he played, he hasn't really been like wowing me. And then Jimmy Ward, like we said earlier, I think he's, I think he tests free agency. Um, of the free agents, I actually think a guy like Charles Omenahu is a guy that they'll keep, they'll look to keep. But if they can get like an Aziz Alshair to take something a little less than what Dre Greenlaw got, they might consider it. Or they might have already basically said to themselves, hey, we chose Dre over Aziz. So. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because you're already paying Warner a lot and Dre got a nice little chunk too. Yep. It would seem insane to, to pay a third off-ball but, linebacker, especially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Aziz is probably gone. Which McGlinchey's a tough one. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Jason. Yeah, go ahead. Because he already makes a lot as a top 10 pick. And when you're an offensive tackle and you were a former top 10 pick, I mean, that sort of price tag for a free agent is usually pretty darn high. And so that one kind of worries me with, with what kind of money Mike McGlinchey might be able to command on the open market for some really offensive line needy teams in the 49ers. If they match that, that could be a, that could be a pretty big uh, figure. Yeah, yeah, it could be a pretty good, pretty good size figure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's over fifteen million a year that he gets wherever he lands next off season. It won't surprise think, me. Croc, what do you think? I think I'm out on fifteen mil for Mike McGlinchey. Yeah, I'm cool. Too many deficiencies in this game, and uh, somebody did say one thing that really kind of stood out. The injury that he sustained, it's a doctor that's on social media. The, the injury he sustained, a lot of guys don't come back from that. And the fact that he's even playing, he's like, man, it's kind of borderline a miracle. And I think the fact that we see some struggles there, he's just clearly not himself. And I'm not sure he'll ever be back to what he was before, which even then people kind of complained a little bit, right? They had their gripes about how, you know, how he was inconsistent as a passer. But it's not getting better. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I would say just kind of let him walk. Yeah. Spencer Burford, too. man, he's not playing well at guard, doing okay, just well enough. Uh, maybe you think about moving him out on the outside. Yeah. I can absolutely I agree. see it. They got Bo waiting in the wings, could come in and, and maybe compete with Brunskill at right guard. Then you move mm-hmm. Spencer Burford out to right tackle. Could be the plan for the 49ers because they don't have a top 100 pick. And if they're not able to pay 15 plus million dollars for an offensive tackle, which is what it costs for a starter in free agency, you know, how do you replace a starting offensive tackle? Maybe they have to try in house with that. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, Jason, really appreciate the time. Uh, love seeing your tweets out there at 49ers cap. You've always got a, a, your finger on the pulse of what's going on financially with the San Francisco 49ers and the league. So appreciate you coming on today. Thank you guys. I had a great time. And anytime you want me to come on, let me know. Thank Fantastic. You so much.
Next, Croc and I are going to talk. Let's talk a little bit more about this Odell idea, Croc, because uh, this is a fascinating one to me. And of course, um, you were not here with me last night when I went live. So I want to run a couple ideas by you as well before we finish up today's Locked On 49ers. But first, I got to let the folks out there know about prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. For example, you want to get involved with Monday Night Football tonight. The game's about to kick off as we are recording this. And more or less passing yards, 210.5 for Lamar Jackson. He's got no weapons anymore on offense. Everyone's hurt, it feels like. I might go under everything or might go less than everything in this game. Passing yards, rushing yards, total Take his rushing yards. Take his rushing yards. Exactly. Yeah, let's go more than rushing yards, less than passing yards for Lamar Jackson. Hey, Isaiah Likely, tight end. You want a little sleeper? Uh, Maybe, you know, you're not really thinking about it. You're looking for that extra person to add to your kind of little parlay that you got going on. (laughs) Isaiah Likely, tight end. He's getting getting his targets up, and we'll see if their uh, tight end Andrews is still a little banged up. And it's super easy. All you do is you pick two to five players, you uh, and you pick if they are going to go more or less than their prize picks projection. It's that easy. You go Isaiah Likely, they'll give you the number. But you pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus those projections available at prize picks. And it's not just NFL either. NBA, NHL, PGA, golf, college sports, uh, motor sports, combat sports, you name it, you can find projections at price picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it is that easy and withdrawals are safe and fast so download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 price picks will give you 50 more to play with don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 dollars odell beckham what would be the role let's say the 49ers right after this podcast is over there was the 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 news came through that the 49ers signed odell beckham to whatever that number is croc what would be his role on this san francisco 49ers team i think he'd have like a growing role i think in theory you want brandon Ayuk to be what Odell Beckham can potentially give you. And at this point, I think Odell Beckham just turned 30. He's had several lower body injuries. So is he even still Odell, right? Uh, He did a really good job of kind of fitting in with the Rams. And I think we saw his role grow as the season went on. I think 49ers maybe played against the Rams in Odell's first game. Maybe he had a catch. Maybe there were like a couple targets thrown, one downfield, not on the same page with Stafford, interception. Now, when it came down to the very last game that they played, he went like what, over 100 yards on the 49ers. So there's still some ability, not sure exactly where he's at post-injury, but gosh, I feel like like they've done with McCaffrey, and who would have thought that there would be enough balls to go around with McCaffrey there? Obviously, Debo Samuel, he was hurt, so that plays into it. But I think if, when you have playmakers, you should figure out different ways to get the balls in their hands. And maybe one game, one guy goes off, and another guy takes a back seat. Another game, you know, guys have several catches and, and these guys all get catches. There was one game this year, I think it was the Atlanta Falcons. You had, Ayuk uh, had like eight catches. Uh, George Kittle had like eight. Debo had like eight. So sometimes there will be enough balls to go around for everyone, but I'd rather have more, uh, more than enough weapons than not enough weapons. Yeah, you almost sign a guy before you have injuries rather than 
after and then it's too late and he's already signed. How clutch team. was that trade for Odell? And again, the same week that they traded for Odell, remember Robert Woods went down at practice mm -hmm. that, that very week. So they did not know when they traded for Odell that they would be without Robert Woods. But how clutch was that? And the 49ers, I mean, if anybody knows that these surprise injuries happen, it is the 49ers. So I'm yeah. not trying to hype everybody up and say that, Odell, this is a real thing. Jay Glazer reported it, and I don't think Jay Glazer just talks out of his rear end. So I, I don't know how much there is to it, but better safe than sorry. And Odell has talked about wanting to play for the 49ers in the past. I don't know exactly if it was the you know this iteration that he wants to play with still, but clearly there's some kind of smoke there. So we'll see if there's fire to go along with it. Um. Yeah, maybe like it, even if you you eased him in and he basically just took you know poor Ray Ray McLeod would basically not have a role anymore because Odell would have to be sort of a slot guy number three at least to start right. And, and Listen, those things. Ray Ray has had several opportunities, mm -hmm. and at some point, it you know you, you can't force a, a a square peg into a round hole. And that's what they're doing right now. Especially with some of the downfield stuff. And I don't know if Odell can still run like he used to, but you know he's still got ball skills, right? He's still got those sticky hands. Man, he's still got those sticky hands. He's still going to know how to high point. It's like me. Man, I was out there uh, playing catch with one of my athletes, my quarterback, and I'm just snagging the ball out the air. And it's like, of course. I always had these super grip hands. So uh, I think Odell, in the, you know, in the same realm as uh, Eric Crocker with the hands, uh, I think he'll be all right. I'm joking for anybody that can't. Fine. Well, I'm yeah. kind of oh, not joking, but I I'm mean, joking. We, we all know you're joking because we know DBs can't catch Croc. So, yeah. Uh, Croc's got legit hands and a legit arm. I mean, he, yeah. If if I just had to explain Eric Crocker to someone who didn't know him in one word, I'd just see. I'd just say straight up athlete. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, not not top tier athlete, but well, good athlete amongst normal people. There we go. Too many words. Just athlete. Just okay. Yeah. Just athlete. I'll take that. Make a business card. It just says Eric Crocker on the back. It just says athlete. athlete. Yeah. I am athlete. <laughs> you are him. Um, let's talk. I'm him. Real, real quick. We got to keep it short because I did a whole podcast on it yesterday. I know you've talked about it on the, the Eric Crocker morning show. Um, did the 49ers make the wrong pick after they traded up to number three overall after you've seen the recent Justin Fields breakout croc? So, so first, in the way you phrased it there, did they make the wrong pick? Did you get that from Rich Madrid? I did see that tweet, which got a yeah. lot of traction, but it was the it was the obvious question seeing Trey Lance not give the 49ers anything right now and seeing the guy that they didn't really even consider that much at number three. It was apparently Mac Jones, right? We know that right. now, which seems insane that they would have traded up to number three for Mac Jones. It seemed that way to me at the time, and it definitely seems that way in hindsight. But just the the connection that those guys are going to have and all the arguments we had for that month leading up to the draft. And, you know, and there was just so much like when you watch, like watching, I'll put it this way, watching Justin Fields right now is not surprising in the least because he displayed all of that stuff. Right. And yeah. it was almost more shocking that he couldn't make use of those things to start his career to me right because he has so much and you have to look at like you're you literally have to compare him to the most athletic quarterbacks with the best arms of all time because that's what he has he had such a high level arm talent accuracy down the field mixed with four four flat speed which makes him one of the top two or three athletes at quarterback in the league and he's bigger than the guys that you would compare him to athletically at quarterback in the league right so that's just like crazy high level 
you want it just like how you wanted to bet on Josh Allen's high level ability. And it took him a while to figure it out. You wanted to bet on Justin Fields, high level physical ability coming out of the draft, unless you just thought for some reason, personality wise, whatever, he wasn't going to ever get there. And I thought, Oh, maybe the league knew a lot more about him. And there was something that was disqualifying about his personality, how he works. Um, you know, it, even though it didn't seem like that was there, maybe they were right about that. And now we're seeing that ah, maybe the, that wasn't it either. So I don't know how he falls all the way to pick a up. I think that's the million dollar question. But I, I will say this as it pertains to just your original question. Did the 49ers draft the wrong guy? When I watched those two guys on the same field in September, Soldier Field, I thought the 49ers got the right guy. Mm -hmm. When I just watched them from the pocket, throwing the football, the throws that one guy was able to make. Uh, when I watched them make plays with their legs. And again, one is a little bit more exaggerated because we watched him throw, you know, the busted coverage touchdown, things like that when it came yeah. to Justin Fields. Uh, but just watching those guys, if I was just, just judging them on pure QB, drop back, throw the ball, uh, layer throws, downfield, slot fades, uh, things like that where you just had to make throws and then, oh, it's third and 13, let me make a play with my legs and run for a first down. Like just the ultimate, like this is my quarterback, did I take the right guy? I thought the 49ers drafted the right guy. Now, if you're saying, did they draft the wrong guy because one guy has, you know, he's struggling to stay healthy, then, okay, now there's a discussion. Right. But when you watch what Justin Fields is doing right now, I think you nailed it, saying, why is anybody surprised by this stuff? He was a top, I thought that he was the most talented quarterback in the class. We've talked about that. Right. When it, when it came to just pure, all right, rent the quarterbacks, most talented to whatever. And how it might translate to the next level, you don't know. But just take everything out, who the player is, work ethic, et cetera, all that. Take all that out. Just most talented quarterback in that class. It was easily Justin Fields. And you it's, talked about the throws he was able to make, the, 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 the plays with his legs, the, the arm, the, he had the size, he was very fluid. He's running 4-4, but he wasn't a – and I don't think anybody watched him and was like, oh, man, this is just a, a quarterback that wants to run. Matter of fact, I would say Ohio State – Maybe wanting him to take off more. I think there were more opportunities for him to make plays with his legs. So it was like a souped-up version of Dak Prescott in, in college. Mm -hmm. And to see him do those things where now he's like, you know what? Still not great playing from the pocket, making throws. And when he had to in that game against the Dolphins, that was what kind of let them down a little bit at the end. Just balls mm -hmm. kind of, it just wasn't there. But to keep them in the game and put up 32 points, he did that off of pure I am the best athlete on this field. And I think we always knew he was that. But again, as it pertains to, did they take the wrong guy when I watched them head to head on the field until the monsoon? All right, now, if you want to say, if right. you're factoring in the monsoon, then I would say overall, one guy did a better job of making sure his team won, and that was Justin Fields. But just watching them and looking at them from a pure quarterback uh, perspective through three quarters, it, to me, it was easily, it was, oh, Trey Lance is the better quarterback right now. But again, that, that, yep. that monsoon kind of, <laughs> throw some things off a little bit yeah and it ends up being like the jimmy g trey lance thing too where you don't have to tear another guy down to bring one guy up right and you can say that man justin fields is really good but also be like man trey lance is also going to be really good and excited about him and there's a reason they drafted him and they probably still drafted the right guy we'll find out um but it's it's fascinating and those guys lance jones fields they're always going to be linked forever like this is what is going to happen um and the and so that'll not end so and i'm sure 
whatever we think right now will be the wrong thing too. We'll find out years <laughs> right. To come, right. Years two, years three for these guys. Uh, we'll see how this develops and how this, the teams around them change as well. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Jason Hurley with the cap information and Eric Crocker and I will be back on tomorrow, which is Wednesday, winky Wednesday. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show and Croc doing Locked On NFL Draft daily right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Croc and I back tomorrow, Locked On 49ers.